The clientele is changing dramatically. The workforce is not. The administration has decided to empower the same people, structures, and systems that caused harm to people of color in the first place. Knowing that they might experience trauma as a professional. We do hear some really specific examples of racism in the schools. Is, is, is this an emergency? This is not going to be easy. If you think the people that have made change didn't cry at night, didn't feel lonely, identify, ostracized, that's not true. Change doesn't happen without a little bit of pain. Plant those seeds and become those teacher encouragers. If you love this profession, be a teacher encourager. I am a Teach Plus Rhode I Island Policy Fellow. Teach Plus Rhode Island. And I'm a Teach Plus Rhode Island Policy Fellow. I'm a Teach Plus Rhode Island Policy Fellow. And I'm from Teach Plus Rhode Island. My name is Paul Toner. I'm the Senior Director for National Policy and Partnerships for Teach Plus. Teach Plus is a national organization uh, which began in uh, Massachusetts. We are now in 11 states where we work with teachers to elevate the voices of uh, excellent teachers in the education policy space. We work with state leaders, district leaders, uh, and teachers in all 11 states to have an impact uh, on improving policy to support teachers in their profession and also improve uh, outcomes for our students. Um, we've been uh, in existence for over 10 years um, and we, in addition to our policy work, we uh, lead teacher-led professional development. Hi, I'm Chris Marino. I'm the policy manager at Teach Plus Massachusetts and Teach Plus Rhode Island. I came to Teach Plus almost three years ago after spending nearly 17 years in public education. Teach Plus to me is a very, very unique organization. I like to call it the club that teachers want to be involved in because it's very neutral. Um, we bring teachers together to talk about the issues that are having the most impact on them as practitioners, as well as outcomes for their students. I am a believer that teacher leadership is always based on the emerging needs of teachers. Essentially, that's based on the emerging needs of their students as well. And I find that Teach Plus, unlike other organizations, is unique in the fact that there is no agenda. The agenda is based on what the teachers want to work on. That being said, it's also moving, not the agenda, but the initiatives and the focus of our chiefs forward as well. So we, we've been working in Rhode Island now for, this is our third year. For our first two years, we were specifically focused on student-centered personalized learning and uh, how that, if we're gonna be successful in that space, what do teachers and districts need to be successful? Uh, because of the many changes that have occurred in Rhode Island just in the last year with a new commissioner and a new leader of the Providence Public Schools, uh, we decided to work very closely with the Rhode Island Department of Education on a number of issues uh, that have emerged this year. Good morning. I feel the energy. Good morning.
about our children and the future of our great state. I am here today with Angelica and Fonte Green, her husband Anthony, and her fabulous children, and most of her extended family, which is the first three rows, um, to announce that she is my nominee to be the next Commissioner of Rye. Namely, uh, teacher diversity, which has been an issue not only for Rhode Island, but many states where we're working with teachers in the department uh, and the commissioner to talk about ways that we can uh, make teaching more attractive as a career and also uh, draw more people of color, uh, young people of color, career changers into teaching uh, to make sure that uh, the young people of Rhode Island have uh, more role models uh, in, in their classrooms and uh, helping them uh, have greater access. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here on the commission, the Special Legislative Commission to study and provide recommendations to encourage more people of color to enter the field of education. So I'd like to call the meeting to so order. Look at our educators in the state. You can see it shows that 89% of our educators are white, 11% of our educators non-white. And for our students, um, that split is quite different. So 57% of our students being white and 43% non-white. And so clearly, we have a gap in the racial makeup of our educators um, as compared to our students in the state of Rhode Island. We have done a very nice job, and when I say we, I mean our Rhode Island fellows, as well as the leaders in Rhode Island, to take a look at what are the most critical and essential initiatives and focus areas that are going to move student achievement forward and close that achievement gap that everyone talks about. This year, with this particular group, we are very fortunate to be working directly with the RIE team in three essential areas. And those areas that our fellows are working on in the working groups is culturally responsive, sustaining education vision and implementation. So fellows had a chance to work with the RIE team on giving their voice and giving feedback to what that's going to look like moving forward. They're also working with RIDE on the curriculum waiver guidance and they were able to have discussions with people from the Office of Educator of Excellence and Certification around exactly what that should look like and what that should not look like. And that's a proud moment for Teach Plus, bringing our teachers to the table to have voice around that. And also, finally, we are moving forward uh, within the next month at really looking at the multilingual learners blueprint that I know is definitely uh, front and center for the commissioner in Rhode Island that is critical to moving our students forward. There is no question that we are at a crossroads right now in K-12 education. Indeed, I think that's why this room is standing room only, and I see people from every walk of life uh, in this room this morning. Last year's RICAST test results highlighted, it was a wake-up call in a way, and highlighted to all of us the need to improve student outcomes across our state. Never convince me that the kids in Massachusetts or any other state are smarter or better than our kids, because they're not. Months ago, when Commissioner Wagner advised me that he thought it would be 
figure out who would be a good successor. And so I talked to experts, I talked to people who were smart in the field, and, and Halleck's name kept coming up in New York, in Massachusetts, in Rhode Island, among teachers, among experts, among leaders. You got to among people who know a lot about L and how to teach L students so that they can achieve. You got to talk to Angelica. You got to talk to Angelica. Um, and so we did. And this is a woman who has literally dedicated her entire life, her entire career, 25 plus years, to ensuring that all students, all students, have an opportunity to succeed. And her results speak for themselves in New York City and in New York State. Consistent improvements in the educational outcomes of all students. I'm going to keep saying that. Urban and suburban. Rich and poor. Inner city, every zip code, every race, every gender, every special need, every language, every kid, equal opportunity to be successful. Uh, in addition, we've been working uh, with uh, folks uh, to help inform the, the, the use of uh, student data and individual learning plans in the Providence school system, uh, but also to come up with templates and uh, structures that other districts may be interested uh, in working on as well. And we're also uh, helping think about how the new legislation regarding school-based management and accountability that was passed by the legislature uh, earlier uh, last year um, to roll that out in, uh, with school districts and in schools and how that impacts teachers and how teachers can play more of a role in school-based leadership. The House will come to order. All members will take their seats. All guests, please clear the aisles. The clerk will unlock the machine and take the roll. Members will record their presence by pressing the green button. Clerk, lock the machine. 70 in favor, zero opposed. The act prevails. Next item. Item 19, number 6084, sub A. Chairman Amori. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. House Bill 6084, sub A, is part of the House's education reform package. In fact, it's a key part. It would provide for greater school-based management at the school level, would expand the duties of principals and school improvement teams, and would also establish a new chapter on education accountability, which would provide for evaluation, assessments, and education review reports on the performance of both school districts and individual schools. This bill would put decision-making uh, at the school level, and it would transition RIDE from a, a, a compliance and accountability agency to a support agency. It's a good bill. I move passage. Chairman Amari moves passage. That is seconded by Chairman McNamara. Chairman Corvasi, Representative Jackson, Representative Kislak, Representative Slater, Representative Lyle, Representative Knight, Representative Messier, Representative... Has every representative in their seat voted? Clerk, lock the machine. 67 in favor, 4 opposed. The act prevails. Next item. Hi, my name is Anthony Francisco, and I'm a Teach Plus Rhode Island Policy Fellow. And uh, currently, I am Director of Culture and Community Engagement uh, in Pawtucket. So I conducted a study. My PhD was uh, focused on teacher leadership. It focused on the educator perceptions uh, of teacher leadership. And I think teacher leadership is key here to promote this noble goal, which is definitely feasible here in Rhode Island. 
uh, we need to tap into uh, the teacher leadership and maximize that now. The, the problem there is that the former uh, commissioner, Dr. Wagner, and he said that here in Rhode Island, in essence, he said that there was a teacher leadership strategy vacuity uh, at the highest levels uh, at the department, around the Department of Ed. Uh, but uh, it's not limited to Rhode Island. Uh, this is a, a national, again, a national issue. And so my study, Educator Perceptions of Teacher Leadership, uh, compared the perspectives of the administrators, teacher leaders, and teachers. This was a district-wide quantitative study in province school districts. So we learned some very interesting information. Number one, the uh, literature clearly states that teacher leadership is under-theorized and its practice is undeveloped. So there's a lot of work to be done there in the realm of teacher leadership tapping into that. That paucity of information led to a descriptive and quantitative study I administered the Van Simcoe Leadership Survey to examine the preferred teacher leadership styles among educators. We're talking more than 2,000 educators uh, to determine if differences existed or exist uh, and if factors influence perceptions. And so we saw through that study that administrators and teacher leaders, and by the way, school leaders, uh, many, many, many times we forget that the school leaders are not solely the administrators. The school leaders are the administrators and the teacher leaders. And that's and that also, I mean, that's the, uh, the formal teacher leaders, but they're also informal teacher leaders as well. And if you've ever worked with uh, teacher leaders, you know that they have tremendous influence in what happens in the classroom and, uh, and how to improve instruction. And also, when we talk about this goal of multilingual education, they also have quite a bit of influence there as well. And what we learned is that, see, there are four basic styles of uh, leadership that, you know, has been tested throughout the, the, the centuries that all great leaders exercise, all successful leaders uh, exercise, and that is uh, autocratic, transformational, democratic, and uh, basically laissez-faire or passive delegatory leadership. In layman terms, that's basically telling, selling, participating, and delegating. So those four on the spectrum. And then, of course, you have the hybrid form. So that's a combination. The reason why this is important to understand is that there's a, because there's a teacher leadership strategy of equity at the highest levels, we, we I think there's a lack of, based on my study and also the, the research, there's a lack of understanding on how to tap into that leadership. We learned that the school leaders they, uh, want situational leadership from their teacher leader. My study also showed is that teachers predominantly expect that their teacher leaders uh, practice a democratic form of leadership. That is, particip uh, they're basically participating. You cannot practice just one, one style all the time, and that's where leaders get into trouble. So if you have someone who's competent and committed to doing their job, namely a teacher leader who's, who can do it, who can lead their teachers into a better instructional practice. And the administrator is uh, using an autocratic leadership style. That is a train wreck. So what do we have to do? I think we need to, uh, at the highest levels, I think we need to involve the universities, the colleges, to open up a teacher leadership development program not only for uh, the teacher leaders to recruit and develop teacher leaders, but also for all school leaders, the administrators as well, to understand what you know what is 
teacher leadership, how do we tap into it? What is my responsibility as a, as a teacher leader? How can I maximize my influence uh, both towards my superiors but also to my followers? Uh, I think also central office administrators would also benefit. And that starts at the policy level. So uh, that's that's number one. Let's, let's see if we can get our state education ed- agencies to get our colleges or post-secondary institutions to develop these type of programs. The other thing is that no teacher leadership, no teacher leadership development program uh, is successful based on the literature if it's done from a top down. It has to be uh, in the context of the school level. The principal is the, the main person that is going to influence, recruit, and also develop uh, teacher leaders and work with teacher leaders. And so it, it can't be out of the context of, of the school and environment and out of that uh, particular culture. It has to, has to definitely include principles. At Teach Plus, um, what I really find is unique with the organization is it allows teachers to come out of the four walls of their classroom to step out and see from a bird's eye view and lens of how school systems operate all the way up through the state level and national level when it comes to policy. And we work with teachers on telling their stories. And really, you know, when you think about it, teachers, all teachers have exceptional stories of how they ended up in the classroom and how many want to stay in the classroom, and some even have aspirations to move beyond the classroom to become exceptional leaders. And Teach Plus, we take them through uh, modules where we teach them how to tell their stories, really uh, you know, advocating for what's best for them in their practice, while also making an impact on their colleagues and essentially the students that they work with each day. We work with teachers at not only bringing voice to the conversations and you know i love to say you know teachers should be at the table but what exactly does it mean to be at the table and to me it's you know bringing their expertise to say i'm doing this work each day and i think that this policy and this practice will have an impact on my students in x y and z because i see it i live it i breathe it each day and i feel that's important Hi, my name is Kristen Bielens. I am a Teach Plus Policy Fellow and alumni. Um, I had the privilege of being a part of the Teach Plus Policy Fellowship, both for the 2018-19 school year and then again in 2019-20. And I've been incredibly grateful for this experience as it has brought me um, to a greater sense of leadership in the profession of education. Um, Because very often teachers feel as though they don't have the voice they need in order to be able to move forward with different educational policies and initiatives that take place and the things that affect their students. And Teach Plus really gave me the opportunity to find that voice and bring it out publicly so that I can make 
stronger changes, not just in my school, but I feel like um, I've been able to make changes throughout all of um, education globally. And the reason I feel like that is because I've been a fourth grade teacher in my district. Um, I teach in the North Kingstown School Department. I've been there for 18 years, but um, I started as an integration specialist and uh, that program was funded through Brown University. From there, I went into a fourth grade classroom. Um, I've always wanted to be able to really reach out and speak on topics that I'm passionate about, particularly the concept of social emotional awareness and mental health in schools. And uh, through Teach Plus, I have met and a tremendous amount of educators, both locally, but globally that I've been able to discuss this further with. And um, through that, I've been able to make some, write some articles that I've had published through Transforming Ed and through Medium. I have been doing a couple of podcasts on what educational leadership looks like. And uh, currently, as of tomorrow morning, I was invited to speak with a public school in Chicago and discuss uh, the self-care that teachers are going to need during the remote learning process. So those are just a couple examples of things that I've had my hands in, but um, I'm just grateful for being able to have these opportunities to bring forth changes that our children need in order to be more successful. Are you going to capture that, what you just said from your voice on this podcast? You well, I'm recording it? right now, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I just said it. That would be good. Yeah. And it's funny. Rhode Island is not a big state. So the Board of Education is just like, I don't know. I knew who like seven people in that room were, you know? Sure. And yeah. so it's like all the people that you guys have brought in, like around the table, just having a regular old meeting. And so that's where a lot of the decisions are made. <laughs> Another great aspect that I feel with Teach Plus is that we are able to bring experts to the table to work with our teachers. That being said, I also feel that our teachers are the experts when it comes to education. Um, I'll give you an example. It's very, very um, enlightening for me as a former teacher to actually see an organization that is able to bring someone like the Commissioner of Education to have just a very open and honest dialogue with a group of teachers for an hour to an hour and a half where there is no agenda. And it's just a matter of, hey, I'm an expert in this area, but you as teachers are an expert in this area. And how can we all work together to do what's best for the practice as well as essentially what is going to ultimately impact students, which is the goal in education. Through storytelling, we are able to pull out from our teachers what they are experts in and what they're able to share with each other within our networks. So I'll give you an example. Not only do teachers work within their own states, but we do provide at Teach Plus opportunities for teachers to work together in different states. We have national projects that we're focused on, and then we have working group projects within states that we also share results and the work from that across regions and even with teachers outside of our regions. So with that, um, I want to turn it over to our guest of honor and my nominee to be the next Commissioner of Pride. Please join me in welcoming Helica Infante Green.
excited about this opportunity. But I'm excited for all of us. This is a moment that we all have to capture. This is a moment that I feel that we are going to work together. But I want to take this time for you to get to know me a little better. So you know who will be working with you, who will be your champion, and who you will come and have as the person that will fight for your children. So what drives me is a couple of things. I'm a mother of two kids. Asher, who's 11. Ayana, who's 8, and sometimes I think she's 15. <laughs> and I'm a wife to an amazing husband who is so supportive that allows me to do the work. Because this work is hard. And unfortunately, it takes me out of my house to do the work for all the kids. So thank you, Eric. The second part is that I'm a Latina woman. I'm a woman of color. Stand beside you and help lead this work. But I can't do it without you. 
And I expect that every superintendent, every principal, every teacher, that we work together. Leadership doesn't, it's not just a title. We're all leaders in this work. Our kids depend on us. And business owners, I'm coming. I hear Hasbro's here, we're gonna be friends, right? So I wanna thank you and with extreme gratitude for listening to me and for being my ally. And I will continue and will fight and be your advocate for your child's education. My name is Raymond Steinmetz and I am a Teach Plus Senior Policy Fellow. Please join myself, the other fellows, and experts throughout the state over the next few weeks as we discuss the progress being made here in Rhode Island to ensure an equitable education for all students. Look for new episodes every Friday on all major podcast platforms.